welcome to the next episode of the Sports Mania podcast. And yes, it's going to be an interesting one, certainly for various reasons which we'll get into. But let's me introduce the panel first. First from the admin team, Abdi. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, how's how it going? How you doing? Yeah, it's all good. Good show today. That definitely should be. George, how are you doing? I'm all good. How are you? All very good. And back on the podcast, Nick, how's it going? Um, doing very well, you mate. How are you? All good, my friend. Right. I, hang on, before we get into it, someone's okay. pointing out to me. Someone's pointing out to me beforehand that you yeah. you've never introduced yourself as the host. So why don't you introduce yourself to the people? Um, sure. I mean, we all kind of. My name's been mentioned often enough on the podcast. It has, but... it has. But you you never say like, "Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm so and so." It's like. You just go, what? Welcome to the podcast. Go on, give yourself an introduction. <laughs> go on, do it. Fair enough. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hubert. And yes, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, uh, there we go. Uh, interesting go. one. I've never actually thought about this way. Anyway. Right, I've anyway. never thought about it until it was pointed out to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you to dear, the dear listeners pointed that out. We will keep that in mind for the next, for the few episodes. Because I definitely forgot about that. Anyway, we've got that sorted. Right. So we'll talk about the first thing we're going to talk about uh, with all of us here is, um, let me think, nothing. Oh, yes, Man United. Uh, Hi. Hi. <laughs> we're back again. Back again. This time, though, we're not going to talk about how long Ollie will stay for because he's been sacked. It's <laughs> over. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> Let's talk about Ollie for a second. Um they had the whole international break to do something. But they decided, ah, you know what? Watford, easy three points. He'll get something from that. No, no. And now look what they've done. They've put themselves in a very weird position where now they have to go look for a manager while the festive period is about to begin. And we have a game pretty much every three days up until Christmas. So, um, not fun. Um but yeah, Solskjaer, after three years, his reign has come to an end. Um, some would say it should have came earlier. Some would say he should have never had it in the first place. As much as I wanted him to go and I didn't feel like he was the right person, as when it happened, I just felt sad for him. Like I was like, I don't know. I, I, I said thank you for everything. Um, you'll still be a legend. I don't like the people that are abusing him beforehand. Um, yeah, that does make no sense. It, it's it's not it's not on. Um, George was talking about the other like me and him were talking about the other day. He was saying some of your lot were um, abusing him and all that stuff, and I was like, yeah, but that's not me. So let's not tarnish me with that brush. You know, you had certain people coming into um, the group that we chained and uh, calling him Ollie the Wally. You know, that's disrespectful in itself. So, um, and they're they're fans of the club, not. Not if it's like George and Hubert and them lot, yeah, that, that's you know, you're not fans of the club, but for other, for United fans to be doing it, you know, come on. Um, but yeah, it's over, and it and it just feels weird. Like it, it doesn't feel like much has changed because the coaching team is still there, and I've said all for all this time that if Oli is going to go. Everyone has to go with him. He has to take his whole backroom staff and they need to all just 
go off and do one. But the, the issue that we have here now is that if he did that, you have no one in place for the Villarreal game and the Chelsea game. As long as they can get someone in place for the weekend, not for the Chelsea game, but by the weekend, if they can get them for the Chelsea game, fair enough. But I'm not expecting them to do that because they're slow as the snails. That is at but, the weekend. No, I know, but in the, at the weekend, but not probably oh, they won't okay. be in place for the Chelsea game, but to be in training for Monday so they can be ready for the Arsenal game next Thursday. But yeah, the big candidate at the moment going around is Maurizio Pochettino. Um, apparently, he's not happy at, in Paris. Um, why wouldn't you? I've said it many times. PSG is just it's just a tainted club. Like it's it's a uh, Pretty on the outside, but very ugly on the inside. And I feel like Poch is um, not happy with that. And he wants to get out as soon as possible. So, uh, yeah, you guys discuss further. And I'll jump back in. Yeah, I mean, PSG, not exactly an exciting concept, really, in the French League. They're going to win the league. They're probably going to win... Um... <laughs> <laughs> 15 yeah. points clear or something. Yeah, they? they're probably going to win. No, I mean, no, let's let's not disrespect Lille, though. Come on. I, Lille got, what, 90 point plus points yeah, last year? That was last season, PSG though. have got who they've got. No, I know, I know, I know. But <laughs> sometimes it happens where a team comes along where they have their coach properly, they have a good coach, they have a good squad of players, and um, they just do what they have to do. But... Look at Leo this season. They've been absolutely gutted. Their manager's gone. They're that's because they sold everyone as well. Yeah, that's what they do. But that's that's the that's the it's thing. What Monaco did. PSG, like yeah, Monaco is a good example. Monaco, like the likes of Monaco and Leo and all them lot. If any of them go and win the league, they don't have the financial backing that PSG do. So PSG could just walk it, walk it, walk it. There will be the other occasion where a team is good enough to challenge and maybe even pip them to the post. So, um, yeah, but PSG is PSG and they're going to walk it this year. Yeah, probably will. And they will win Cup de France or whatever it's called. Um, uh, and, well, Champions League, it's one we'll of these see. things. George, though, Pochettino, surely the, it's, the, it's the manager Man United wanted for a while. Let's, let's be honest here. You know, Pochettino was in consideration when Mourinho was sacked as well. So it's unsurprising that... It, he will be the most likely potential manager for United. Um, yeah, I, I don't really like. For me, it's common sense. You know, there's not a lot of that flying around at Man United at the minute. Um, Pochettino's not happy at PSG because that like there's talk of Zidane. That's not happening. He'll go PSG potentially Zidane if he's going to go anywhere. But um, Pochettino's a fully though. He grew up in Marseille. Yeah, money talks, mate. There's no loyalty in football these days. That's true. Pochettino's a good manager. Um, uh, You're right over there, George. Yeah, I'm just uh, with Pochettino. It's because he managed Tottenham. No, it's it's not because he's managed Tottenham because he's a bottle job because he didn't win nothing there, did he? So. um, that that's Tottenham in a nutshell. Yeah, Tottenham yeah, bottled jobs in general. Last season he was at PSG, <laughs> bottled the the one seat one team league. So um, no, he he came in what? I wouldn't in say he December, bottled that January? 
Well, he did. I, I like, feel like PSG weren't doing it. that well to begin with anyway. He didn't win it, but, but he kept this, but they were kept But this winning. is what makes me laugh. There's always an excuse like the players that PSG have it's, no but it's not, an, should ex- be winning it's not it. an excuse though. They, they should, should be winning it by miles. Sometimes sometimes football no, but sometimes football don't work like that. It's not as simple as that. Look at PSG. The team that they have, this is the this is the problem with PSG. The team that they have, certain players have to play, and you can't really implement a style of play because you got a front three of Nick. Like people say Ronaldo don't press. Look at the front three of PSG. Neymar, Messi, Mbappe. Do any of those want to come back and track back? No, you have to no, play like probably seven defensive players to, to cover up for them. So there are holes and PSG can be exploited. Like they that front have to three, say, have them uh, your ground then because Ronaldo no, no, we don't. Fernandez no, don't no. press. Fernand- no, no, that's a myth. Fernandez does. Fernandez runs everywhere. It's just they haven't been coached properly. Ronaldo is the only one in that team that, that weren't pressed. But Ronaldo you can is is uh, easier to work with than Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar because as three players that you have to compensate for, whereas one player you can easily um, hide that floor sort of thing and just build it around them. That's the issue. Yeah. I ain't got. I'm not that shallow because he managed Tottenham and that he's a good manager, but. He's got he's got a lot to prove for me to become one of the elite managers. Um, I'm not saying he won't win stuff in Man United because, like, I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, but um, no one knows. To Tottenham, be fair, he should. True. All this, it's all. I know what people say. Oh, it's just Tottenham. Uh, oh, it's no, Tottenham. It's PSG. It's both. Like he should have won. He should have won something at Tottenham. Whether it was a Champions League, an FA Cup, whatever, for me... If Tottenham were yeah. ever close to winning a trophy, it was under Pochettino, let's face it. Well, yeah, yeah, they haven't and been relevant. Look at, look at where he took him from, though. Look, look, yeah. look at where he took him from. That's what I'm saying. Improvement. Did anyone, think, now, did anyone think when he came in that he'd improve them like that? No, it's the same, that's because it's the same squad. It's stale. It's not changed. But we could get into Tottenham later on. But Yeah, that, um, yeah. but with Pochettino... <laughs> That if you said to me of the the managers that are out there that have been rumoured, <laughs> like I've spoke to Man United fans off like groups and that, and I I've said about Brendan Rodgers, not not there's not many Man United fans who want Brendan Rodgers, and I don't blame. I mean, them. like don't blame them either. I mean, Brendan Rodgers doesn't exactly speak marquee signing to me. I, I think he's the most overhyped Finn, manager you know, out there. He's actually the favourite to get the sack. He's the next yeah, manager's favourite. Yeah, to get the way Leicester are going, you never know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, it's easily look at you know, look at their form this season so far. Yeah, like, they've got just, Europa League coming up again, and they've got two more games in that one. If um, they don't qualify, if they can get out, then afterwards I feel like he can hold on. If they don't, I don't think so. But we'll see. Unless yeah, they I fall just, into the Conference League. Yeah, true. Yeah, get Tottenham in the final. Um, <laughs> I just and then beat them. <laughs> I just don't like if I was a Man United follower I wouldn't want Rodgers um, Zidane never wanted to be never wanted to be so that's not ever going to be realistic I just think Pochettino he fits like, he hates England why do you want to he ain't come here he's already yeah, come he come out years ago and said as a player I, I hate England that's what he said so, so I mean yeah. he's he, uh, it's strange but okay whatever but like, and then I, but I'm one of these people in probably the minority. I'm like Zidane. Apart from, why does no one else really want him? All right, yeah, he won the 
Champions League three years on the trot with Real Madrid. It's not about but... what, why does anyone want him? It's about does he want anybody else? To be fair, like mm. he's, he went back to Real Madrid and now he's 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 taken a break. But people are just saying that he's enjoying his time off. Yeah, wants to I go don't know, mate. Coach I just the front French. Like, you know me. That's that's well, what I've he's never... in, where he wants. No, I've never. Yeah, been the France huge... job is the obvious one. Yeah, I've never been a huge fan of Zidane. Like, as a player not... or as a manager? A oh, player, one of the best players in the world. Like, can't take that away. But as a manager, I, t- I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he's no. I'm not saying he's a Southgate or one. But that could be something I come into as well later. I was saying I was listening to him talk sport. He's a good manager. But I'd like to see him be tested somewhere else with Zidane. Yeah, well, I would I, as well, but I don't I think, think Man United is the right place, personally. We'll see. But I, I did I don't, see something that was quite funny on Twitter, though. Apparently, <laughs> Ronaldo's been at two clubs now that have sat their manager as soon as he's gone there. Yeah. Um, it was free. Sal- I Sal- saw. I've I've saw he's he's um four managers has been sacked in his time or something. Yeah. It was like Allegri, um, yeah. then Sarri, Perlo, and now Yeah, sorry, Fon. I didn't see the other So he's got a good record with now though. <laughs> Poor guy. But um so much I, mean, I do I don't I do you might disagree with it, but um there was someone was saying I can't remember who it was, it was I think it was on Sky Sports or something like that that the worst thing that happened to Oli was Ronaldo signing. Paul Merson. I don't agree yeah. with him. If, if, if it's him, no. I'm not sure. I, it, I just remember seeing I'm not really sure I agree bless, with that. It is honest. a blessing and a curse in the way, like, having Ronaldo on your team is, you know, like, without Ronaldo this season, we would not be in the Champions League anymore. Mm. We would have been out. We would have been down and out. So... The narrative that people say Ronaldo hasn't been good for United yeah, I think is that's a myth. Yeah. But in terms of it's been a, a, a thing for Solskjaer where it's been an issue, it I can see it in a certain way where yeah, I see both sides he has to try and fit him in and not fit him in. Like Ronaldo just gets into the team either way. But the team around him, and I feel like this is where the coaches come into play. Um and not being coached properly, you know. United can grind out results. That's what they do. That's what they've done on the Solskjaer. They can go on a run and um, do that. But I feel like it's just caught up with them a little bit. And now it's just like people don't know exactly what they're doing. They're all over the place. And there's gaps and we're being exploited and pulled apart. So it is time for a change. And I feel like if Pochettino does come in, he can implement a style where he gets the team working. He gets the team um, uh, passing and hopefully not slow off the blocks and um, works with Ronaldo in a way where he doesn't have to press, but he can be u- utilised in terms of cutting off passing lanes and Bruno Fernandes can then afterwards probably press around him and others like Van der Beek, um, you know, other players as well, whoever they, they, he decides to put in. But... Yeah, Ronaldo's Ronaldo. You work with him. If you're a good manager and good coaches, you can work with someone like Ronaldo. But we'll see what what happens next. But at the moment, it's still the same people. 
So, Nick, talking about Pochettino then, um, I've heard some United fans, when he was originally considered after Mourinho got sacked, I had some United fans saying, we don't want him because he's not a trophy-winning manager. But surely that's not what it's all about these days, whether the manager's a trophy-winning manager or not. It's more what they're like as a manager and what they're capable of doing to a club rather than how many trophies they've won. Uh, probably... Pochettino originally when he was Kinsman, he was doing well with Tottenham and the fact he built them up, he built the Tottenham played under Pochettino really good football, really good style of football, um, quite attacking, and he built them up. He played a lot of youth players. Um he they did really well under Tottenham and Pochettino, but they just got stale. Like they didn't like the period when they didn't sign anyone and Pochettino wanted players in to refresh it and Tottenham didn't back him so that was probably um key point and then they sacked him which was probably a mistake because um of what happened following Tottenham after Pochettino left but I think he I think he will be a good fit for Man United to get you because he needs coaching because they haven't been coached properly so Get proper structures in, proper coaching, um, style of play built up on Man United, so there could be quite a good going for good playing good football and um, getting the style, getting it back to what Man United fans like to watch because in quite a few games, this is probably not being very good for them to watch. If Pochettino does come in, United board back the manager, give him the funds. Don't you gave Solskjaer what four hundred million to spend? He may have not been the right person, but still back the next one. Oh yeah, give him that same treatment because the di- the difference mm. is the likes of Mourinho and Van Gaal when they they were backed, but they weren't backed in the way that Solskjaer was backed. They weren't given the players that they actually wanted to get. Um, you know. Whereas Solskjaer pretty much got most of the people that he wanted, I'm guessing. But who knows? There may have been some people that he wanted, some people he didn't want. Donny, unfortunately. Um, yeah, well, Donny wasn't a Solskjaer signing, was it? But yeah, no. Um, it just back whoever's next and give them that same, you know, treatment. Yeah, definitely back the manager. That has to happen, and you know, hopefully, Pochettino being how long, how much compensation they had to pay to PSG, you know, that's ten, million. ten mil apparently. That's, yeah, let's hope they'll back that back I remember less than the Tottenham. Tottenham one um, was like thirty four million that they yeah, wanted. Yeah. So, remember uh, South Show is sorry though. Sorry? Yeah. That's what that's the joke that's going around because he said sorry. So everyone's there's loads of memes going around that everyone just when anyone goes wrong you just got to say what Solskjaer said he's sorry. <laughs> Oh, I think sorry, that is... sorry. Yeah, I, heard it. <laughs> yeah. I do him. think it's a bit weird. Like, I do think that's a bit weird. Like, with a Solskjaer thing coming out and saying sorry and all that. Like, I've never ever heard an, a club do that before. How so, many managers have done an exit interview either? I have, no, like, I, I, have mi- I have mixed feelings on it. I don't remember hearing Chelsea do that with Lampard. I don't remember hearing yeah. Arsenal do that with Wenger or don't even remember United doing that with Fergie, to be honest. But I know that's no, what it be, did. No, Fer- Fergie retired and he, he yeah. had like a whole ceremony and speech at the end of 
as the last game, so that's different. Yeah, but Solsh, no, no, <laughs> like that just as horrible as it sounds, that just land, that just leaves you wide open to loads more banter. That Solskjaer That's the and... thing. It, it it was mixed emotions. What you're saying, it was emotional and like yeah, I felt it so connects on him. you on a human level. But at yeah. the same time, the club to put him in that position where yeah. they want him to they're basically like he's it's his last act and sort of putting like the club like the the PR spin, you know? And like yeah, oh is... yeah, sentimentality and all that stuff. And it is it, with Man United's become Sorry. soft. <laughs> We've become soft. <laughs> well, we'll have to keep an eye on that, see what happens. Um but we will go back a bit and move on to talking about the pr- most recent game week of matches and We'll kick off with uh, Leicester, Chelsea, and uh, Leicester's form continues, and so does Chelsea's. You know, Chelsea blowing away Leicester 3 0. Was Leicester there? Leicester were there, apparently. Oh, uh, but who was there? My was, mate was there as well. <laughs> was Reece, on the wrong train. Was Reese James. You know, <laughs> once again, George Reese James was a fantastic player for Chelsea and definitely, you know, showed class in the international break. He's definitely a great player. For me, if not the best or one of the best fullbacks in the world at the minute, for me, um, in the world is a uh, big stretch. I'd say in the league. No, but, yeah. Name me four four right backs that are better than him in the world. Jao Cancelo. Um, hey, near the other side. Jao Cancelo. Hey, near the other side. <laughs> What'd you say? No, no, he's I a right said, back. He can play no, both. He's a right back by trade. Okay. Um, Joe, for me, is that a James Cancelo or Arnold? Yeah. I mean, those three, yeah, they are the best yeah. in the league. So, but um, he's playing really, really well. He's fantastic. Hakimi. Like, I forgot. Sorry, Hakimi. Sorry, sorry. Hakimi. Yes. Yeah. Nah, nah, if you see Hakimi, Hakimi, come on, man. You know, yeah. For Dortmund, for Inter, and now for PSG, Hakimi. I don't care. Reece James, James is still, James is really good. Hakeem, no, yeah. James. Uh, fair enough, but still, you know, come on, Ryan Bertram won the Champions League. What are you talking about? Yeah, and don't don't have a go at Ryan. Tell you, Savior of Southampton, he was for years. He was in the Champions League winner of that. So, Me, um... I really like Ryan Bertram. I know it's just like going on to another subject because in a fantasy football once, he got me 11 points. Well done. So me and him, were, he plays for Leicester. Well, yeah, he does. Yeah. Right. But, what um, happened? Dan, I don't know. I don't know. He don't get in that team. Mm. I, don't, I just, I think Leicester is, um, we were talking about Stow with Brendan Rodgers. Uh, um, earlier but I think Brendan Rodgers has gone style there because the players they've got are really good yeah um, I understand they have had a few injuries but you know that like, when you just see you think nah mate you need to go like you've done, you've done fantastic out. yeah like you've done fantastic like I still think they miss Justin quite a lot just, like, Justin my boy like, I miss him too yeah he was um part of my history very successful history in fantasy football, he was. But anyway. He was actually got <laughs> injured, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, the players have got, like, Tillemans. I don't know if he played, because I didn't watch Chelsea. He's no, injured. he was injured. 
but they've got the players like they've got is um Dakar like that's from Dakar. It shows it just shows the level, and I, I don't even mean to be disrespectful. The level of Leicester City that he become their all time European goal scorer by scoring four goals in one game, like the highest goal scorer in, in Leicester's history. No, he did. He uh, did. Yeah, that makes sense because of, yeah, yeah, they so that, in Europe that much. So no, so but they're. I think Leicester have overachieved in the last five, six seasons. Well, certainly, yeah, you could say like, that. They've done, like, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I well, probably am, but who cares? Uh, yeah, you are. Come on. <laughs> I, I wouldn't just, say overachieved, but they've achieved. That's yeah, should like, be there. That's where they well, should be now, like challenging. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but like, they got promoted, didn't they? Look, they got promoted, then... They just yeah, up, then they won the league, then they've been towards the top. So that's what I'm saying for their, like, for them seasons. But, like, now, I don't even think they'll get in the top seven. Well, they're like, not looking at it, like, at the moment. And I, I just think it's, like Abdi said, just a burnt-out situation. Because you go through yeah, their team, two seasons, like, I, they go, I know yeah. Vardy's... Um, getting on a bit but he's still a great player like a great goal scorer but yeah I don't know uh, Harvey Barnes ain't returned to the form that he had but and he, when he got that injury against Arsenal last season um, Madison I don't know what's going on with him personally Drop. well yeah but uh, he dropped. ain't been the same since he was meant to go Arsenal and we chose Erdegaard this season but I haven't. That's got to affect you. I think Leicester in general, as a team, have not been the Leicester they could be. I mean, these players have shown previous seasons that they can do great things, but this season they just not done it. And it's a case of, you know, Nick, would you say Brendan Rodgers does need to go because he's, you know, has he taken Leicester as far as he could have, really? Because what else is there that he can do? Mm. I'm not really sure. It just depends. Like, um, I think what the fact Leicester going forward players are in are are, in, are, 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 are lacking form, but they've had lot of injuries at the back because Fafana and Evans have been injured, Justin's been injured, so that's affected them. But I think if Leicester don't do, if Leicester don't get out of the Europa League group, I could see. Possibly change the manager after that because that would be key. Because I think they're just burnout and they just need freshening up a little bit. Because there's good players in that squad. It's just it's just not clicking for them for this season for some unknown for some reason. I don't know how. I don't know why, but because they they have poor performance. Some performance good performance in this season, but not. Consistently enough, so be quite interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with Leicester because Abdi, yeah, once again, and this seems to happen every season with Leicester in particular. Injury seems to be what always holds them back. I mean, yeah, um, but it's more usually towards the end. Like I feel like it's just hampered their start as well. Um, it it doesn't help when a talent like Fofana got injured in pre-season. Um, especially oh, I about like that. Yeah, in a friendly as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's a good player. 
he is, and he he was he was a good good gem for them, and he could have done well. I remember a lot of people put him in their fantasy team at the beginning of the season for him to then get mm. injured and everyone to take mm. him out. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, same here. Um, but you got Arnold, mate. Who? Yeah, me. <laughs> We're not talking about fantasy at the moment. Go away. <laughs> Talk about Leicester and Chelsea. But no, I feel like Brendan Rodgers, if he's to go, um, I feel like Frank Lampard's waiting in the wings to come in and sort yeah, That's a good one. I didn't think of that. Yeah, though. that's an interesting one, actually. Yeah. I'll give you, you got, that one, Abdi. Give you that you've one. got Frankie Boy and Stevie G in the Midlands. Frankie, Frankie Lampard. We'll move on to talking about Stevie G now, actually. And Slippy G, he's back. Yes, he's back in the Premier and League. Indeed. In. And I what... don't like it that he's got my my letter of his name. He didn't ask me for that. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, George, um, he's Gerard. I'm the original G. Well, uh, I mean, you know, older, great, but okay. great. Great start for Villa, though. The first one, Nick, you know, 2-0 win at at home against Brighton. Perfect start, you could say, for Stevie G, even though it's only one game. Well, it is a good start for Sim Gerald because the Villa had lost the five previous games, so they needed a win. And much needed clean sheets for because they haven't had many of those recently either. So, yeah, it was good first game all round. Um, um, Confident performance, Villa. Um, it's quite interesting. He changed system and went to four three three, and he brought back the try and tested back four of um, Target Mings concert Cash behind Martinez, and then he played Ings Watkins Gwendia as a like a front three, and Watkins was like more towards the left, which was quite interesting. Um, so yeah, I think Villa was good well so it is this just the first game but I think Villa will be hoping to build on it and get a decent run of results going I was also happy Ollie Watkins got me a goal in because in my fantasy and a clean sheet from Martina so I was quite impressed by Villa under Stephen Jones yes George you know Villa did really well defensively looked better as well again only one game but surely defensive defensively is one of the areas you know Villa need to definitely improve because obviously under Dean Smith for the last few games defensively they've not been brilliant but that tried and tested back for bringing that back do you think that's a good idea for Villa? One thing I think we've got to put into consideration is Dean Smith did have some injuries and um, one of them it was either Mins or Min or whatever you name it or Concert got sent off I'm sure they did didn't they a few Games ago, uh, I think it was concert. Concert, concert. Okay, so he did have that going against him, Dean Smith, and and um, Stevie G. Would like he did. He was kind of lucky that it fell for him bringing it back. That I think that's their best back five. Those at the back. Um, it'd be interesting, like that. Uh, and heard Villa fans saying realistically they think eighth is what they want. I thought <laughs> you're optimistic. <laughs> um, What's but... take? Pardon? Nothing. Did you say that's what's taken? 
No. What did you say? <laughs> I said that's what's taken by us. We're eighth. Uh, yeah, you won't be eighth for long, right? Mm-hmm. You'll be ninth. <laughs> <laughs> You're a funny one. <laughs> say really. that twice you've told me that. Not really. <laughs> well, um, it's an I interesting one there. It is. And um, one thing that has really let me down with Stephen Gerrard, like I had his first press conference and I didn't once hear what Darren Farley does. He didn't do it once. Like, he didn't do the really long pause and just say, course. Cool. So I was like, come on, Steve, you're letting us down here. Hmm. Oh, I haven't listened to it. So I no, the I first was... one it was. Hmm. I, I don't know about this one after the game. Because I've been, because since Darren Farley's impressions, I listen more to the people he does the impressions of. I, I didn't hear it. But, um, I don't know if Villa got the weekend. Um, Palace. Oh, no. Obviously, I want Vieira to smash Gerard. So, um, I think if Villa get top ten, they should be happy with that. To be honest, but I'd, obviously, I know we're going to come to Dean Smith later. But I do feel a bit. I did feel a bit for him. It's just football's changed, guys. You know what I mean? Like you can lose five games and then you're gone. Like, or, like I was just I was talking to um, my granddad about it and we were joking around and he was like imagine if you had all these stuff going like the social media stuff when Ferguson was one match away from getting the sack or when Arsenal brought in Arsene Wenger the first thing they said in the media was Arsene who? Can you imagine that now? Like on a serious mm. note there'd be like protests and everything I just, it, I don't know. Well, we move on to talking about Dean Smith, actually, and uh, Abdi Norwich City uh, finally moving, finally doing some moving of some some description. They're on the up. They've moved from the bottom of the table. I thought they, they had that position permanently locked for themselves, but there is uh, probably there is now one team that is worse than Norwich City. Do you know that, oh. is Nick? Yeah, who's that? <laughs> Newcastle for the moment. Oh, oh, oh okay, yeah, then the you said moment, it. For the <laughs> moment, till we play Norwich, and then it'll be richest club. Are you sure world. about that? Richest they got club a new in manager, man. Pretty certain about that. Richest club in the world, the bottom of the Premier League, mm. going to play Championship football against Sheffield mm. Wednesday. Yeah. Brilliant. Sheffield Wednesday aren't in the Championship. They will be next season. And you uh, I don't think it's looking like that at the moment. Uh, but nah, but they play to Norwich. Um that's two wins in a row now, back to back wins. Yes, under two different managers. Wins. Yeah. And this is a <laughs> Dean Smith poor guy. He had to face Southampton in his last game, the team that got him sacked, and the first team that he has, Southampton, he beats him. So fair play to you, Dean. Go on, Dean. George, I mean, we all said Norwich are getting relegated. None of us gave them a chance. I still think they're going down. I mean, I still think they're going down, but hey, for the people that, um, you know. I'm going to be a flip-flop. Norwich, stay up. Fishlock, is that you? (laughs) Jack's turned up. (laughs) I don't ever flip-flop, but I don't know. You have just done that. Right now, that's the first time. No, last yeah, week you were there's, 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 the there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with flip flop as long oh, as no. whoa, you, whoa, whoa, you whoa, can whoa. change. Let's, you can change oh, your no. opinion. 
Hold on, let's go back. What he, oh, Mister, I don't know how to present and call myself what my name is. What do you mean? I flip flop over the cronk. You admitted last week on the podcast to being a bit of a flip flop because you're positive about the Josh Cronky stuff. Remember? Oh, yeah, this is this you've true. admitted this yourself. <laughs> yeah, but last I week. So what do you mean that <laughs> I'm only pointing out what said, happens? I still say now I want the Cronkies out. I've not ever said I don't. I've said I was positive about what Josh Cronkey said. That's not being a flip-flop. I will get out the bit listen, of the podcast listen, because listen. you did admit people, to be... People can yeah. change their opinions due to circumstances. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It's not a bad it thing happens. to flip-flop sometimes. Anyway, just, going nah, back to... Flip-flop flip is if you, if, you ch- if you have an opinion, then change it, and then go back to that opinion and keep changing it, you know? Yeah. No, but, I think Norwich should <laughs> stay up now. Um, but going we'll back see. to Norwich, the reason I think they play quite well against Southampton was two ah. players that they brought back in. Ah, I see. Yes, you mentioned this. Go on. So, you've got Billy Gilmore and Todd Cantwell that they've brought back in. Um, the cold. From, yeah, basically from the cold. Like You've seen Billy Gilmore, the performances he puts in for... Um, Scotland? Scotland. So, this is why I'm being a flip-flop in inverted commas. Because when Norwich play their best players... And they've got the January transfer window. I was surprised. Everyone keeps saying that Norwich was uh, don't back or spend money. They were one of the highest spenders in the league. Oh, so I didn't know that. I, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. What, what have they spent? Well, they spent like for um they um they was in the top ten for the most highest spenders in Premier League. Uh, it shows that includes wages as well. They obviously brought Josh Sargent in. I think that was a couple million, like three or four million. Um, there was, I, there's a striker they got. I can't pronounce his name. Obviously, they got cab. They have brought players in. It's just the run players for me. Yeah. But Billy Gilmore will change that, and I'm not putting too much pressure on him. But he'll change Billy that. Gilmore, the pride so of Norwich. You've got Billy Gilmore, you've got Brandon Williams. Them two youngsters are good enough to potentially help Norwich stay up. And then they've got Pookie, who scores goals. Todd Cantwell, we all know what he does. Max Aarons. Um, I don't, Tim Krull's not the worst goalkeeper in the world. I think he's decent. Um, well, didn't he used to be an international? He yeah, was. played for Holland. Yeah, yeah. Holland. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Netherlands, so uh, no, like so. I know we've all said in the past that oh, Norwich are doomed, but under Daniel Farkar, they were until he won and then he went. <laughs> um, mm. but because all it takes, like, we're all set, like, there's people in the media and even people in our group saying, Oh, Norwich are doomed, all that, yeah, including myself. They are. You look at the table, so why have Newcastle got a chance to stat? Sorry, Nick, I'm not trying. I am, but uh, why have Newcastle got a chance? Because they're the richest club in the world and they're three points worse off. I think, no, they're not. Sorry, Norwich are three, yeah, but Norwich are three points away from the safety point. So all it takes is a couple more wins. Um, I don't know who's above Norwich. Is it Leeds? No, Uh, Burnley, Burnley, and then Leeds. I'd love them to Burnley. Um, no, leave Burnley. Uh, Your night FC. Um, what a legend. Brexit FC. Um, what a legend. Yeah, I so, know, but still. I'm not... 
saying, oh, Norwich are going to go on and win the next six, seven games, but maybe they have still got a chance. I'd be surprised, but nothing's impossible. Everyone thought it was impossible when Brian Robson kept West Brom up. So, yeah, I'd I mean, like no, to see. No, and we no don't know gave, who they're going to buy in January either, do we? Like, no one gave Leicester a chance when they made the lucky escape. No, so, like, and we don't, like, we don't know what back in they will get. Like, if they went out and bought, I don't know. Like a couple, I think they need a couple of better centre-halves for me, Norwich. Because Kabak, well, he ain't even good enough for the Liverpool under-12s. Like, Grant, Hanley, I don't, he weren't good enough for even when he was at Blackburn. So, they could get a couple of other centre-halves in. Because you forget as well, players that have been at Norwich that are playing the Premier League are regulars, like, you look at um, Ben Godfrey, James Madison. Madison was at Norwich. Like, Ben yeah, Godfrey. Was that hot? No, that's, that's flipping. What's his face? Bowen. What's that? So, I don't know. Um, but I hope Dean Smith does well because he seems like a decent bloke, to be honest. Yeah, I think there's definitely potential for Norwich still. I mean, it's not over until it's over. So, you know, could Norwich still stay up? I guess that remains, you know, it re- remains to be seen, really. Southampton, on the other hand, Nick, they win, they lose, they win, they lose, they lose, they win, they win. They're not very consistent, are they? No. About no. winning to Nick. <laughs> no, they're definitely not. They're very inconsistent and um, they need to find a way of building consistency in the way they play. Well, they play, they, they had more possession against Norwich, but they just didn't convert the goals after scoring first. Um, so they don't really score. I'm not sure where the goals are coming from. If they dry up. Um, but their next game, I can't see them getting anything out in the next game because they've got Liverpool away next. So <laughs> good luck with trying to get something under that game. But no, they need to find, somehow find, get consistent results because... They have good play, have good players forward. Players are just picking up injuries. Who's Norwich got? Wolves. Yeah, I say that's another win they could get. Nah, I don't think so. Mm. I will talk about Wolves in a second because we will. But well, the next game on the list actually I want to talk about is Abdi. Abdi's been to the football on Saturday, and can we come back to that one? Oh, we can't keep coming back to Man United every bloody week. Come back. We're going to have to talk about it at some point. Let's do it now, then. Um, Abdi. Do you want us to go first? Do you want us to to let you ponder on the game or do you want us to come back to you? No, no, it's fine. I'll talk about it. We're sorry. Yes. uh, (laughs) So, what a result there at uh, Watford 4 1 against Man United. That's the game that eventually got. The board to sack, uh, to sack Watford ruin all our bloody fun. I mean, fun. it took Watford out of all the other games, Abdi, to get that. It it did because Watford is Watford, you know. Watford's a curse. I I should never go to Vicarage Road. I always should just go to the end. That's why. Slapped. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not going to be any fun. Um. I will go to the Emirates in April when, when we come down. So we'll see about well, that. I said you should just um, go to the Emirates because you never lose when you go <laughs> everywhere else you go, you lose. That is true. That is true. Everywhere <laughs> I go. Um, 
<laughs> no, it was it was it was not fun. Um, Watford, what can you say? They they were the better team. They that's what happens when you you have a proper coach, and um, it showed. And then there was a penalty incident. The Hayes save, they scored the rebound. There was encroachment. They had to retake the Hayes saves again. So well done to Hayes. He saved two penalties in a row. Lucky for my United it's there. That one. Okay. But yeah, it went, it was all downhill from that point. Can I ask a question um, about the game? Because you were there. Yeah. So you said they were the best yes. team. Mm-hmm. What? So obviously listening to the radio and then someone being there is a bit different. So when it was, when Donny van der Beek come on, I thought you controlled it, and I thought you. Were yeah, the we did at that time. And then no, no, I said I said in the first half they were the better team. Okay. Then Mister McGrew got talking about off, the first half, and then that's yeah. Then it fell yeah, apart so again. I just so yeah. I, I was I didn't yeah. say anything about the second half. I was getting I was getting. To I just point, wonder but, if yeah. that if that four-one victory was um a bit worse than it, uh, like not as bad as it could have been. Like no. No, I, I can, you, what you I mean? can say the same thing. I know what you're trying to say, but yeah. here's how I see it as well. It could have it could have been that in the first half anyway. So it kind of sorted itself out. In the first half, they had loads of chances and um, they realistically should have scored their penalty twice. Um, but yeah, no. Um, you, you did say to me though, when we spoke on the phone, you went, Josh Kim will score. <laughs> I it had to be him. I said if yeah. Josh King, yeah, I did. I did, right. I did, I called it. I literally said it had to be him as well. So you found Josh King. He always comes back. Right. Josh King, Tom Cleverley, Ben Foster, you know, all United former players. It's like 2008 uh, again. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, no, second half he throws the dice, Donny van der Beek comes on. And Marshall comes on, takes off Rashford, takes off McTominay. I forgot he played. Van der Beek played. <laughs> Van der Beek played for his life pretty much in that game, um, and he scored a goal. Poetic justice that Solskjaer's last goal in his era is the one player that he refused but to play. But it's quite amusing, to be honest. So uh, <laughs> I did laugh yeah. at that when it actually happened. <laughs> That's how I knew that, he was going to get the You sack. know, the crowd, the only <laughs> the only person, the only player that they, they were chanting for, beside Ronaldo, obviously, but not as much, was Donny van der Beek. Donny van der Beek was literally the only person they were really He's a good player. For. here and there, but yeah. No. He's a decent player. They just wanted something to go his way. They just want him... They We just want him to have a chance and have a good run of games. Because if he's... like He's been wasted for two years. He's literally been wasted... And that's two years of development out of the window. He's been in his much. own lockdown at Manchester United. Yes, yes. I feel sorry for him. I literally feel sorry. I think sorry he'll get a chance now, though, under if Pochettino takes over. Yeah, Pochettino has mentioned Van der Beek. Like out of the I- when Ajax, they were playing Ajax in the semi-final. The one player he mentioned was Van der Beek, like because other people yeah. mentioned him, like the likes of Ziyech, Neres, you know, uh, De Ligt, De Jong. But he was like, no, watch out for Van der Beek because he's the he's the one who can pop up and do something. And I was listening behold, to an interview um, against is it Fra- Frankie De Jong, plays for yeah. Barcelona, and he was saying when because yeah. obviously oh whatever his name, Freddie Frankie, whatever. Um, 
when they all played through the like when they all come through the youth, he said that Donny van der Beek was miles uh, better than any one in that youth that come through from Ajax. Mm. And as a football fan, I'd like to see what Donny has in the Premier League. I've seen him like obviously saw him against Watford, but you can't really go on that. But I thought he was really good. I thought he controlled it. Yeah. Um, he's definitely better than Fred and McTominay put together. Yeah, or Matic. Yeah, Matic is like uh, 480 years old, though. So, you know, Matic, mm-hmm. he, he still has a good game in him, but uh, yeah, uh, we do need to invest. We do need to invest in a CDM. So, but yeah, um, it, it after Maguire got sent off, it was it was a lazy thing from Maguire, bad touch, and then lunged in afterwards, and then got second yellow. Um, for a period of time, we played better without Maguire, and Ronaldo <laughs> probably so should have scored. <laughs> no, with ten men, we actually you played, played better. better without your eighty million. Yeah, unfortunately, yes, that's how poor eight, he's been. Eighty million, recently. Phil Jones. <laughs> he's been poor, very poor recently, but mm-hmm. no, I feel like Ronaldo probably should have scored. Um, he's not he all did, that, is but it? it was offside, and yeah, nah. He had a good few chances, but you know. Mm. But uh, 90th minute, Martial was there. Yeah, no. When you said he, I was surprised he came on. I completely forgot he was still at Man United. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, 90th minute, they ran on, they scored, and then afterwards, at that point, it was game over. But you know, they they just got fourth. They just went there and were like, yeah, you know what, one more for the road. Here you go. Wasn't fun. Well, definitely not fun for Man United. I walked, but... out, I walked out of the stadium and uh, I had my Man United hat and scarf on, and the uh, oh, guy in the car God. pulled his pulled his window down, and <laughs> he was like, "Oh, he's at the wheel," and I was like, "Yeah, mate, yeah, he's at the wheel forever and ever." Oh, oh but, uh, yeah, look what happened. <laughs> no, I kept, I kept my hat and scarf on, and I just walked all the way back. Well, you might as well. You're back your team. Fair play. I was I, I was I was walking wooden. target. I wasn't gonna take it off. I was like, you know what? No, you back I, your team. You support I was your on team. my nice socials as well, by the way. Just yes, we saw that. that <laughs> just yeah. throw that one in. Hey, I was uh, waiting to sort my ticket tickets out because they sent me the wrong ones. Um mm. and someone in the United uh tracky came up to me with a camera and he said, Hey, you wanna take a picture for the United Socials? And I was like, you know what? Sure. And uh boom. No, next time. Abdi's yeah. popping up everywhere. Abdi's at right. the wheel. Abdi's at the Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see where you're planning to pop up next, Abdi. Right? He's gonna he's um, gonna be um Pochettino. We'll I'll I'll be on the touchline on Sunday. <laughs> ah challenge accepted there. So, you know, not great for Man United, but Nick, what a result for Watford. It is um a great result for Watford, very unexpected because um, like it's been first game under Ranieri, they were hammered. Then they came up with five goals against Everton, which was totally un- disbelieving. And then they, the last game, they didn't really turn up against Arsenal, and they kept trying to take Arsenal players out. Ah, um, oh, thank you. Someone them. agrees with me. Uh, Jesus and. Yeah, so um, I didn't expect them to play like that against Man United. That was quite a surprising result in performance because I would have thought 
Man United would have won that game. So the only problem is, are they going to um, build on that against um, next few games because they've got Leicester next away? So are they going to turn up or are they not? That's the I could see them battering Leicester, to be honest. If they turn up like they did against United, you can't put that past them. Especially that Leicester are in Europe. The week afterwards. Especially that Leicester are in Europe now they turn up against Man United. Did they actually turn up or was Man United that bad? This is the thing. I think they're at home. To be fair, they're at home. Like if it was at Old Trafford, that's a different story. But they're they're at home. So they do deserve credit. I don't know. They... They're a bit of a bipolar team for me, Watford. They They are, they they are, are. but then there's a few teams like that. Mm. There's a few teams that aren't very consistent, you know. And the next game I want to actually cover at these Wolves West Ham, and that's mainly because it was one of these games that hasn't really gone the way most people would have predicted it. Yeah, you'd think that, but at the same time, literally, all I want to say is Wolves have been on a good run, and like they've (laughs) they've sort of been. Unnoticed in a way, like and what they had to they've do. They've just been ticking along nice. No, they, literally, that's what they're doing. They're ticking along nicely. Like people thought they were going to struggle, and and the yeah, sure results. Up. I was one of them. Yeah, yeah so was I. I had the, I had them in bottom three. Results at the start. Results at the start of the season didn't go their way, but now results are falling in their favour, and they're sort of ticking along nicely and uh, doing what they have to do. But West Ham. Um, yeah, I will see how they bounce back from this, but it's the first defeat in a, in a long while for them. Um, I feel like since the May United game, really, which is uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. So that's like over two months. But yeah, it happens. It'll, it'll happen along the along that's the in road, all competitions but... as well. Yeah, yeah, because right, they've done as well. City as well in that time. Yeah, and they've done us in the Carabao Cup as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, fair play to Wolves uh, and West Ham. Sort yourselves out. Come on, man. And talking Wolves, you. George, you know, Raul Jimenez, he, you know, slowly come back from injury, you know, scored. Uh, didn't he score the goal? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah Absolutely so, banning goal it was. Know, he's slowly coming back after all that horrific injury. You know, it's good to see him back. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's, for me, that is the difference of Wolves. Like, you got to think last season, they did, they had no Jimenez. They've got Huang um, though as well. They didn't Huang have who? anyone. They didn't have anyone as a backup. For don't him, have right. to swear at me, mate. Like, who's, right, who's Huang? Huang? Oh, the Chinese geezer or yeah. Korean? What was his name? Korean, I think. Yes, he's Korean. Yeah. Songs, songs, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but him and Ed is different gravy, isn't it? On his day, like, of what he does. Probably one of the best. Him and at his best is a prolific striker. Yeah, I'm not saying the best in the league, but at what he does, how he holds the ball up, and I just I think Raúl Jiménez is amazing. Um, so I thought, and I, but I thought the best player on the pitch for Wolves, what I watched was Pod Podence or Podence, whatever, Podence. Dance, yeah, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, good old yeah. Danny, our little Danny boy. Um, I thought he played really well. Because obviously people thought oh, they're going to struggle. They got rid of Jota, and then that was last season, mate. No, but still, people think thought they're still trying to recover from losing Jota. And but Daniel Jimenez was more the the the, the, the yeah. blow for them last he season. He had a bit of he had quite bad. He had an injury, didn't he, towards the end of the season? Podence as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, 
And so they're just doing what they've got to do, just slowly going along. I think they're six. They are. They, they are. That's crept in there. 19 yeah. points. Quite surprised so about that. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it, it summarises what you've said, kind of wolf sticking along, suddenly boom, they're sixth. It's like, oh. like I, 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 didn't, I didn't even know that. I thought they were like seventh or eighth, but I was like, yeah, they, cre- they crept up there. And Bob Spurs. So good luck, like Al Bruno, their manager, he seems a bit crazy. You wouldn't want to upset him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, I hold my hands up. I thought they were going to be bottom foot, were they? Nah. They may still struggle, they may go on a really bad run, but at the minute, they're doing really well. Um, and then with West Ham, really the problem with West Ham is they've got a league, they've got a Europa League game, then they've got Man City. So, if they potentially it all depends at Man City going, they can beat City, but um, if they drop points there. Just hope they, for their sake, so that they don't go on a bit of a dodgy run. But talking about what I did hear about West Ham, that they've got problems with the board because apparently the Czechs, Czech Republic person took over his own Slavia Prague, um, and he wants to have more input on who they sign and all that. And David Moyes and him have been rowing about it. So mm-hmm. hopefully that don't cause too much problems, really, but. Yeah, well done to Wolves. Yeah, good one for Wolves there. Right, next game I want to move on is the Liverpool-Arsenal game. And, I mean, you know, it, it, not many people expected a result for Arsenal there. I I think more a lot of people did expect Arsenal to at least score, though. Yes, they probably did ex- expect to score, but they didn't really create many... There weren't many... Chances created by Arsenal weren't many shots on target. Actually, for Liverpool, first twenty minutes, Arsenal were doing okay, and then Liverpool, once they scored, um, were more dominant. But I do think Arsenal shot themselves in the foot quite a few times in the second half, trying to play out from the back and that, and giving the ball away cheaply. So that was quite suicidal. Um, but also, but. Pass the inexperienced player was the reason for that. Um, so yeah, it was I didn't ex- I expected Liverpool to win it comfortably, but I didn't expect it to be 4 0. I thought Arsenal probably would have got a goal, but it was quite impressive at Liverpool for the vast majority of that game. They were quite dominant on the front foot and the I think Ramsdale would have kept it, kept it down to it could have been seven or eight for Liverpool. It wasn't for Aramstow. Impressive saves. Yes, definitely, definitely that was there. And also, Abdi, how great was Trent Alexander-Arnold in that game? Trent is Trent, really. You know, standard for him um, to do what he does, and. Uh, yeah, it's not too. There's not too much you can say about Trent. Trent, Trent's Trent, really. And um, yeah, Liverpool just like first half. I I I was on my way back, so I was trying to catch bits and bobs of it. But from what I saw, first half looked even enough. Um, Ramsdale pulled off some good saves. Nick said 
So, yeah, fair play to him. Um, he has been a revelation for them in goal so far. Um, I did see the flare-up between Arteta and Klopp. Yeah, that and was I was like, Arteta is angry. <laughs> I don't know why he was so riled up, but it was interesting. I was like, whoa, calm down, boss man. <laughs> That's what Martin did. Yeah, I, I saw them both jumping and something happened. It was like a little incident. But yeah, um, second half, Liverpool came out, all guns blazing, and they just ran right. And they were like, we boys to boys against men at that point. But yeah, but it was, you know, Arsenal can learn from it. They can take uh, lessons from it and uh, move on to Newcastle. Easy three points to pick up from there. Talking of Arsenal, something I saw, and you, I think, George, you also posted this on social media saying, reminding people, because some Arsenal fans need reminding, that actually, at the moment, Liverpool are, you know, far away from Arsenal. You know, Arsenal aren't near teams like Liverpool, City and Chelsea. So the fact that Arsenal lost to Liverpool at the moment is not really, not really that shocking as such. Um... No, we ain't won at Anfield for 10 years. So I don't get why people thought we would, anything could change. Um, like Liverpool, City and Chelsea are miles away from anyone else for me. Um, like Aaron Ramsdale said, this result doesn't define our season and he's bang on. But... It's one of the best Liverpool teams I've ever seen. Um, but going, like going on the match, I have to kind of little little bit disagree with Nick. He said for twenty minutes. Um, I thought it was a bit longer than that because they didn't score to like the thirty seventh minute. Um, I thought we was okay, like. We didn't create much, but not being rude, we don't create much away from home against the big teams. Um, I can't remember the last time against a big side that we've actually done well. Um, or like created those stuff. We, What people need to remember as well, Arsenal for a young team, like Abdi said as well, like, and they will learn from it. Like You take a Bamiyam and Lacazette out, the average of that Arsenal team is 22. So... Like Liverpool basically saw Nuno Tavares and Sambi Lockinger as easy victims and they just preyed on that but one thing that would annoy me it did annoy me a bit is why we went back to doing the same shit what we were doing at the start of the season I don't get why they changed but that could have been because Liverpool's pressing whatever um but I think what changed the game was Arteta and Klopp's row. Like, it was fine, and then Arteta lost his head. Apparently, <laughs> he told Klopp to f*** off. So, <laughs> I thought he was going to spear him at one time. I thought, oh, here we yeah, go. Did look, yeah, you did wonder how well <laughs> like, that was going to go. I knew we had Survivor Series on Sunday, but I don't know if he was trying to practice <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> and then that's when Arsenal's heads went as well. Um but my my big issue, and I've had rows with Arsenal fans about this over the weekend, is a Bamian. Everyone keeps saying, I'll be, he didn't get the service. But he's our captain, for God's sake, away from home again. What does he do? Like, And I would love to know what he does. Like, There was a couple of chances in that game. If 
they would trap the ball and they could have gone and had a shot. Or it's just these all round game play away from home against top side. You just don't do it enough. And that's one thing that frustrates me. Like I've, I've said for a while, I don't think Abamiam should be captain. Um, Who would you have as captain? Um, probably Gabriel. Or if, when he plays Tierney. I don't think captains from forwards work that much. Because I think you need to have a captain who's in the middle who can watch the whole pitch. Like, so like you see, like defenders mainly make good captains. Like when Manchester United, I might be wrong, but didn't they have Vidic as captain? Yeah, Vidic, like, Ferdinand, um, um, sort of Gary Neville. Like yeah. I'm just trying to think of successful Michael forward captains. Like, I'm really trying to, in recent time, like who's a centre forward who's a successful captain for their club side? And yeah, I can't think of one. Not that more. Messi was for Messi, Barca, for yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's Messi, though, mate. That's, yeah, it's like, a different. That's, yeah. Messi could be a steward and he'd be the most successful. <laughs> <laughs> But like say in the Premier League, for Kane, example, yeah. Kane you can't throw in there because he ain't successful for his Kane, club. He's not. He's not captain of the Tottenham anyway. It's Lloris. Oh, is it? Okay. People, well, people when... do get that confused for some reason. I always, I always say it's Lloris. Um, yeah, Kane's England captain now. Yeah, no, that's why I went one nothing. Lloris is French captain, so they've won the World <laughs> Cup. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> um, but yeah with Arsenal I'm not like, we can roll on go to the Newcastle game hopefully get a win there um, I just think we've got to give that team time like there's too many Arsenal fans that wait for Arteta to mess up it's like they prey on it it's like they're all nice and then we lose and bang like, there's people saying oh if you're that deluded that you expect us to lose to Liverpool you shouldn't expect us to lose to anyone no I don't we should I always think we can beat teams but you need to be realistic like no when like you think like Ramsdale is only young Tommy Asu and Tavares are only young they're in their first season in English football same with Luchinger like what <laughs> Saka and Smith Rowe they've not like they've oh, sorry Saka's played in games like that but Smith Rowe that's that was the first time he's played against Liverpool in the league. Like starting. So like just the only thing like as an over like thinking back, maybe they should they could have started Tierney instead of Tavares with a bit more experience. But the way we've been playing the last few games, you wouldn't have said that unless this happens. And We've lost foot. We've been battered really by Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool, the three title contenders. Five 0 four 0 two 0 Well, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we might lose two 0 again when we play in City on New Year's Day or something. <laughs> um, we'll see. We we've, we could fill in the gap to go three 0 That's a big guys. side, mate. Yeah. Uh, we are a big side, so sure. Are you? That's a title. <laughs> no, I don't, sorry, no, I we're still a big side. You don't lose contender. a big side. You're a historical side, a historically big side. Yeah, yeah. I'll see. Anyway, continue. So I said, I said continue. Anyway. Continue. <laughs> um, I just just got to give them time. Um, 
I'm sticking to what I said with Arteta end of the season. If we are back any if we anywhere beneath sixth, he has to go. If we are fifth, because I don't think the top four is achievable. Um, I think fifth and potentially a cup final, then for me, that's a great season. And I just think people need to remember and be realistic. Yep, definitely, definitely be patient and see what happens with Arsenal. Moving on to two more games to go. And I briefly want to talk about Abdi, the Man City game. And I think what stuck out for me in that game, I mean, there was City doing Man City things in general, beating Everton 3-0 comfortably. Mind you, I did have uh, jo- I did see was it Stone saying that it wasn't a comfortable win, but well, I'd say it was. But it was good to see some debuts in both teams for some young players. Yeah, it was due to injuries, granted, but it was good to see. Yeah, um, I can't really speak for much of the Everton one, but for Man City, it's like they um, mould their youth academies into the likes of. David Silva, the Bernardo Silvers and all them lot who can come in and literally already know what they're doing, be tiki-taka. So like, McAtee came on uh, and came off the bench and he, you know, people were saying he looked like the young David Silva. It just shows like that, that club is run from top to bottom. They know exactly what they're doing, how they want to play from the top ta- down to the bottom from the youth academy, you know. Yeah. So shows how you know clubs can be run well, but you know, I hate them. Well, it's good to see some Premier League clubs using their youth to play for their own club rather than loan them out to the rest of the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, certain clubs. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was talking about. <clears throat> uh, Moving on to the next game. Uh... Can I just talk about something with the City game? Yeah, all right. Did anyone see the Sterling goal? Um, yes. Yes. The ball I from Cancelo. Personally, I think that's part of the season. Cancelo. Like, he, I just, he just banged on and Sterling. Like, even Sterling scored it. And I just think he's been amazing this season. Kind of going back to what Abdi was saying. About the fullbacks, um, he was last season as well, but he's he stepped up. Yeah, but it just surprised me by the way he was left out for the Champions League final. Yeah, I still can't get my head around it. But yeah, I thought Cancelo that pass was absolutely amazing. And Rodri's rocket. Yeah. Yes, there he's was nailing, that as well. he's nailing down that position now. He's he's, you know, people said that yeah. Fernandinho. He's a new Fernandinho. But now, like, he, he was playing with Fernandinho and, and Rodri yeah. may have thought, like, nah. But now Rodri's got that play uh, place nailed down and they don't even need to bring up Fernandinho anymore. So, yeah. it may be the one. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Right, moving on to the next game then. Um, Nick, I don't know what a game of two halves is in Italian, but the Spurs game definitely was that. Oh, definitely. I, well, definitely, I think it was the old cliche test game of two halves because Leeds were better first half um, dominated um, Leeds were the better team first half creating more ch- the, all the really good chances and then it was a really good goal from Dam James at the end of the, the legend um, yeah <laughs> I, was I, was all people. Mate. I was celebrating I was going Dan yeah. James let's go yeah yeah. so definitely um, 
I think what Tottenham did, didn't do in the first half was press the way Conte wanted them to. Um, they were um, standing off Leeds a little bit and more in the back five than the back three. But second half, what changed was they pressed their wing backs higher up the pitch and they got the top of the pitch much quicker and Tottenham got more possession and then they started creating more chances but they were I think they were lucky with the both goals they were like fortunate the way they scored them the Kane score no 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 <laughs> what? I don't even know who scored for Tottenham to it was Torbia and Regular wow the, the, you wouldn't expect the players to, that scored to have the Kane has only still scored one Premier League goal. Yep, still one yep. Premier League goal. Yeah, You're so well class. I think Kane, there was a stat. There was a big difference. They were looking at how many goals have Kane and Son scored at that point last season. There was eighteen goals at that point last season, mm. and, and this season I think we got season. six. So yeah, Ooh, five, Son got five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Now. Abdi, let's talk about Leeds here briefly because, okay, they dominated the game but lost in the end. I mean, worrying for Leeds, this is. I mean, we've been saying, you know, don't write off Leeds too quickly, but... Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like injuries and all that hasn't helped them, to be fair. Um, I thought they were going to struggle when I saw that lineup, um, And I was surprised in the first half when they... Um, we're taking it to Spurs and they got the goal to, to go in front. But, you know, they weren't going to hold out for it. And it's going to be a tough season for them. And they could be in that relegation battle because at the moment, no, nah, they, they, they probably will be in that relegation battle because they're too close and they're not picking up enough points to sort of move back, themselves away. He's close they, to they need a bit more. Back. They need... They need Bamford, they need Rodrigo, they need Rafinha, yeah. they need all them. They need all their good players back if they are too. Um, Rodrigo and Rafinha will be back for Brighton this weekend. Ooh. But yeah. That'd be um, interesting. They've got to win Leeds, that. <laughs> Leeds, Leeds need to get to, to winning ways and they need to pick it up. Like last season, look at them. Sure, they were conceding lots of goals and they they were losing games, but at the same time, they were winning quite a lot as well at the same time. So like, yeah, second just keep season. Yeah, second season and all that. Shouldn't be. They have the fans behind them, but yeah, know, they're just, eh, weird. That'd be why. <laughs> Probably. That's yeah, that their, could be a that could be poo a in the bed. Double edged sword, that one. Uh, George, I mean, okay, Spurs are Spurs, fair enough, but you have to say Antonio Conte, uh, you know, he's, he's getting the team going, getting the fans going, it seems. One thing I do want to congratulate Tottenham on is actually knowing how to score a goal this time. Um, so it took them long enough. Yeah, like I know the trophy yeah. parade was at nah, a shot on um, target, mate. You should yeah, have like, because that was the first shot they took in literally nearly four and a half hours of uh, game yeah, play. that's what I mean. So the trophy like parade matches. was actually on Monday for yeah. having to know how to have shots on Tottenham High Road. So well done to them. Um, Conte's a very good manager. Um, I think it. I <laughs> he disappeared at half time. Part Conte, part of me was hoping that he was on the Manchester, like on the Express National Express kind of Manchester or something. But that would have been funny. 
Imagine. Ryan Mason's come come comes out in the second yeah. half. He's like, I'm the new boss. Yeah, just, I don't know how you say Ryan in Italian, but then <laughs> I imagine um, the same way. Just roll your hand. Yeah. Um I suppose they've got a win. Uh, <laughs> you ain't really gonna see what Conte can really do there until we can bring his own players in. Um I didn't I'm not gonna I didn't watch the game. I saw it was one I saw that the score, but I didn't see who won. Uh, like who scored. Um but I suppose a win's a win for them. And the maestro of Harry Kane goes on. Yes, goes on indeed, and we'll yeah. see how it goes and carries on. Right, we'll move on to predictions next. I just want to say before that, I just there's something that I read the other day that I just want to quickly bring in. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's last match that he won was against Nunes Burrito Santo, whose last match as Tottenham boss was against Dean Smith, whose last match as Aston Villa manager was against, you guessed it, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> so his last win. It's the circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next then? I like that. Good start, that one. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we'll move on to predictions for game week 13, and it's the same as usual. Ooh. Score prediction, and we start with Abdi Arsenal Newcastle. Ah. 3-1 Gunnosaurus. Okay, George? Oh, was he back? Mm. Um, didn't know Gunnosaurus was back. Um, Where did he go? He got sacked, didn't he? No, he, came, he got back. Okay, I'm sure he got back a while back. Didn't yeah, Ozil pay for his wages or something? I don't know if that actually happened. I know it's talk of it. What do I think it's going to be? 3 0. Nick. <laughs> 3 2 Arsenal. <laughs> he's better against his own team. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable, <laughs> you could have at least picked a draw, but no, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Palace Villa, George. 3 1 uh, Palace. Nick. 2 0 Villa. 2 0 Villa, did you say? Yeah, 2 0 Villa. Okay, Abdi. Uh, 1 1. Nick, Liverpool, Southampton. Liverpool to win 4 0. Abdi. Liverpool to win three now. George? Um, well, I don't think Southampton are as good as us. So, um, six two. Wow. Oh, okay. Interesting one. Abdi Norwich Wolves. Two one Wolves. George? Mm. 1-0 Norwich. Ooh, okay, Nick? 2-0 Wolves. I'm going to go next game. And Nick, we're going to go for Brighton Nick, Leeds. What about you? What about uh, your predictions? Yeah, no. I've done any of them. I've done... Okay, uh, right, let's, <coughs> let's go for them. Sorry, so move on to uh, Arsenal, Newcastle. I'll go 4-1 Arsenal. Yes, come on, you. Wow. Palace yeah. Villa, I'm going to go 2 1 Palace. Yes, come on. Liverpool Southampton, I will go 3 1 Liverpool. Norwich Wolves, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to go two all for that one. See Desmond. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick, Brighton leads. Leads to win 2-1. Abdi. Uh, Brighton need to win as well because they haven't been winning recently. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Brighton. George. I'm going to go for one all for that one. Next, George Brentford, Everton. 3 0 Brentford. Ooh. Nick? Uh, I'm going to say 1 0 Everton. Abdi. 2 0 Everton. No, I didn't know Ivan Tony played for Newcastle. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he did, but he only played four games. Oh, you got a big guy, didn't you? Big loss there. I'm going to go 2 all for that one as well. Next game Abdi Burnley Spurs. Um, 3 1 Spurs. George. 2 0 Burnley. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> gonna, um, get a bit of wood. I'm going to say 3 1 to Tottenham. I'm going to go 1 go 0 Spurs for that one. George Leicester Watford. 4 uh, 1 Watford. Oof. Nick. I'm going to go. Uh, Leicester win 3-1. Okay, Abdi. 2-1 Leicester. Interesting. I'm going to go 2-0 to Watford for that one. Next game, we have Nick. Man City, West Ham. I'm going to say Man City are going to win quite comfortably 4-1. Really? Abdi. Wow. Oh. 2-1 Man City. Okay, George? I definitely disagree. I don't think it's going to be 4-1. Um, but... I was thinking 4-1, I'm not going to lie, but yeah, uh, go on. 2-1 West Ham. Oof. I'm going to go 3-1 Man City. Next, Biggie. Abdi. Chelsea, oh, Man no. United. I forgot about these two. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna be there as well. So <laughs> for my sanity, please just do something. But I'm gonna say one one. But I'm yeah, I'm not really expecting too much. George. Five nil Chelsea. Wow. If, um, only, that optimistic. Only if Carrick's still there. If he's not, then mate for Chelsea. <laughs> the big difference. <laughs> uh, Nick, what's your score prediction? Um I'm gonna go for a three 0 Chelsea win. I'm gonna go feel, it's it's not that, it's just because Lukaku, the way Man United fans treated him, if he's fit mm. Oh wow, yeah, I hope the, he destroys that's him. the motivation. So he could like but back- still it's one of these things. This fixture, you can throw up things. I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea for that one. Mate, they've got Michael Carrick at the wheel. Yes, mm. but I 
I don't know. I'm, I've seen this fixture go very... The last time we've actually convincingly hammered United was when Conte was, I think... Was it Conte was in charge? Yes, it was. So I won't be surprised if United actually went and beat you. But Anything could happen in that fixture. It's one yeah. of these ones which throbs but up. Ronaldo scores a winner at the end or something. Mm, it could be one of these fixtures. I'm, I, yeah. I'd like to say I feel confident, but it's just... It's As really a natural football fan, I'd love it to be like, Quite high scoring, you know, like a, I mean, a entertaining game. Yeah, as long as it's obviously, I know, well, I know for Chelsea and Man United fans, that's not what you want. But yeah, as a neutral, wins a win. But as yeah, a neutral, yeah. yeah, you want the game to be at least a good spectacle. Right, we're gonna move to In and Bin Abdi. Do you have one for us, or do you want us to come back to you? Oh, you always catch me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> we do it every week. We do it every week. We can't really catch someone off guard knowing this I happens. Know. I know. I just forget to think about it. My head goes first. off. Well, do you want us to come back I, to you? Listen, I'm just going to say I don't have anyone for you to bin, but do whatever you can to get Alexander Arnold if you haven't, because that's suicide to not have them. Okay, George. Got it. Um, uh, so my in is either Reese James or Cancelo. Good one. Um, and my bin is, uh, I don't know, who was it? I wrote it down, hold on. You wrote it down, see, prepared. Yeah. Some my people bin... are more professional than others, okay? Yeah, my bin was, <laughs> surprised with some. Ah, okay, yeah, that's, I can yeah. see that. Considering... I mean, um, their value on what he is, I don't think it. He's not delivering, and there's other players in for his value that probably could. And I was, I've got a question mark over Kai Havertz. Well, he's injured, isn't he? I thought there was something going on because yeah, I saw... he went off injured. Mm, so it's yeah, an that's why the question mark was. That's an interesting one, really. And uh, Nick, you're in and, and bin, please. Newcastle. <laughs> um, I would have been um, Damari Gray because he's out injured. He went off injured for Everton, and. Mm-hmm. Replace him with either uh, Jared Bowen or Conor Gallagher. If we've got the money. Jared Bowen's an interesting one, especially against City. No, Conor Gallagher, I understand. But... What? Mm. Jared Bowen's, it, it's, he's the third highest player on expected goals on fantasy. For me, purely because... There's a question mark over him. I'd either say Ben Havertz or, or possibly Ben Rama because I don't think he's done much. For, he's not done much for me. I personally bring in. I'd say because anything could happen. Bring in Billy Gilmore. He got me five points last mm-hmm. week. I'd say give Gilmore a go. Give him Gilmore. Uncle a go. Billy. Yeah. See what he can do. Right, people. That's the show done. Thank you guys for coming. We will be back next week for more podcast goodness but yes enjoy the show and follow us everywhere on the twitter yep. on the facebook on the twitter machine yep. at official Mania. and hopefully we'll speak to you guys next week until next time adios, adios.